It is good to see each of you. If you're visiting with us, thank you so much for being with us tonight. If you will, be opening your Bibles to 1 Chronicles, the 4th chapter. Chronicles, the 4th chapter, it's on page 351 in your pew Bibles. And as we think about an emphasis on prayer the last 50 days of this year, we would do well to remember Jabez's prayer. Two years ago, at least almost two years, it's a year and 51 weeks ago, on a Sunday night, we looked at Jabez's prayer. It was a... In my life, personally, uh, I have noted uh, that several have, before that and after that, have been praying that prayer. And I think about the things that God has done in the life of this congregation... And it is amazing the blessings that God has given us. It is amazing the territory that has been expanded. It is amazingly obvious that God's hand is working in the things that He has allowed us to be a part of as a partner with Him. And our prayer should always be to be kept from evil. Tonight, I want to encourage those of you that have been praying that prayer on an end. same prayer, to continue praying that prayer. And I want to challenge you, if you have not been praying, at least the contents, I'm not saying that we need to memorize and pray this exact prayer every time, but I want to challenge you, if you're not praying at least what this prayer is communicating to God, let tonight be a spark to turn your life fully over to God. We don't know exactly where God will take us as He expands our territory. We don't know exactly how God will work along with us and what it will require of us. But we know that God will always use us in a way that's best for His... ...very exciting passage. And let's think of the benefit of learning from an individual. Don't... ...long list of genealogies. Just one name right after the other is being mentioned in First Chronicles, the fourth chapter. But then when we come to Jabez, we have a brief explanation. It's interesting because the word Jabez in Hebrew literally means pain. You see, he was named the name pain because his mother bore him in great pain. Now, if we were having a lesson tonight on parenthood, we might say, you know, this is a good lesson to learn. We ought not to say things continually to our children that bring them down. Have you ever been around a parent that they just seem to always remember all the... ...when they were a baby, and even when they're 18 years old at the graduation party, that's all the mama can talk about is how many nights you kept me up all night long. She reminisces with anybody at family reunion. She talks about how he kept me up all night long. And anytime they meet someone new, let me tell you what he did. All night long. I just wonder how many times Jabez said to himself, I'm so tired of being reminded of the pain that I brought in other people's lives. I don't want to be remembered in my life as one that causes pain my life. 
Tonight, you haven't been named a name that immediately reminds folks of pain, but maybe you can identify with Jabez and the fact Friends, we only pass this way once, and we don't know how long we have on this earth. But wouldn't you join me tonight from the very depths of your heart saying, you want to give your best for God, to influence others for His cause, whatever length of days God gives you here. Jabez reveals a prayer that you and I ought to strongly consider. We read it in 1 Chronicles, the fourth chapter, Verse 9 gives an explanation, and then we'll read the prayer in verse 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother, called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. It's interesting that at the beginning of our reading tonight, it said that he was more honorable. We're reading through a genealogy here. Why all of a sudden do we read here and we have a pause in the listing of genealogy to say, here's a man that's more honorable. Oh, he must be a king. He must be... He must have been a preacher or a minister of God. He must have been a man that accomplished great things as a warrior on some huge battlefield. He must have been the one that individuals talked about for generations after generations because some heroic feat that he accomplished in his life. And it's almost as if God says, let me tell you the honorable act. He prayed for me to do great things in his life. Friends, I can do that. I may not can live up to everybody else's expectations of heroism. I may not can live up to what everybody else would say, that's a life-changing event or a world-changing event. But you know, you and I can do what God says is a very honorable thing. We can pray this prayer. God, bless me indeed. How many times do you pray to God, very direct, very specific, and with great intention, Lord, I'm asking for your blessings indeed. What if there was someone you greatly respected and you were sleeping in the same, the same, uh, under the same roof, and one morning as you were walking down the hall, you saw that their door was cracked open slightly and you noticed that they were kneeling beside their bed and they were saying their prayer that morning and they were talking out loud and you couldn't help but hear them as they began the prayer addressing the Heavenly Father and then they began. The first thing after they addressed the Father was, Lord, bless me today. How many of us would think that's selfish? Who would dream of a godly person saying, out of all the things I could pray for, all the individuals I could list in prayer, Lord, I want to begin with me. Bless me indeed. But friends, when we look in the Scriptures, we see individuals that received and acknowledged their blessings from God being a very positive thing. Jabez, 
had a father Abraham. And father Abraham was promised from God. And look back, if you will, Genesis, the 32nd chapter. And let's notice something very powerful about another father he had named Jacob. And do you remember the story beginning at verse 22? It's one of those odd stories in the Scriptures, and I, I simply mean unusual when I say odd in that context. It's an unusual story in the Scriptures, but it has a powerful meaning for us today as we understand an individual that would be godly, that would be praised of God for one thing. He wanted God's blessing. You remember when Jacob had that what seemed to be like a dream, but it was reality instead of a dream? And he's called a man. He's referred to sometimes as an angel and then other times as God coming down. Some kind of manifestation of God came down and began wrestling with Jacob. Jacob wrestled with such strength that finally God took a staff and struck his hip, knocking it out of joint. Now, if you've ever had a dislocated shoulder or hip, maybe you can identify with the great pain at this point in Jacob's life. And you know what Jacob did? He wouldn't stop. He continued to hang on to God. And he continued to wrestle with God until the sun was coming up. And finally, the one said... <clears throat> Behold, the sun is rising, I must go. And Jacob would not turn loose. And finally, he says to him, listen to this in verse 26, he says, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let go unless you bless me. And God blesses him. Can you imagine a man that wanted the blessings of God so much, he would wrestle in a courageous fashion, in intense pain. And even as God says, let go of me, he says, no. Why, Jacob, what do you want from me? God, I just want your blessing. Bless me indeed. Friends, it's an arrogant spirit when an individual believes they do not need the blessing of God. It's a person that really doesn't want to be used of God that they don't need God to be about God's service. Can you imagine a person being very serious about wanting to be a servant in God's kingdom, but yet say, I don't need God's blessing to be able to do that. What can we do with God's blessing? One of the things that we learn from Jabez's prayer is that we can enlarge our territory. You see, after he prayed, bless me to enlarge his territory. What does that mean? For one that had responsibility of others, an enlarging of territory meant at least two things. More responsibility was added, a greater influence was also given. And so the individual had more responsibility upon their shoulders because now their territory had been enlarged. But they had a greater influence upon others because now their life was touching more people. If you live a godly life and others see Christ living in you, the more lives you touch, the more people are going to see God. 
that's a reason to ask for God's blessing. You see, God has no problem blessing individuals that are willing to use their blessings that they receive to magnify God. I want you to note, if you God would love to see each individual do in this coming year, if the Lord wills time. It's for us to individually enlarge our territory. Maybe there's a co-worker that you've been working with and you've been thinking about and praying about. Maybe this is the time to go ahead and to give that invitation to come and visit with us and worship. Maybe it's time to ask them if they'd like to study God's Word. Maybe it's time to enlarge your territory with family members that you've never approached before. Maybe it's time to enlarge your territory to say, okay, I want to learn how to be a teacher in a Bible class. I want to co-teach this year. Maybe it's time to say, I've never helped with a vacation Bible school before, but I want to now. Maybe it's time to say, I want to go on a mission trip. I've never done it, and it scares me to death, but I want to enlarge my territory. Or as a church family, what is it that this group of people, with God's blessing, can accomplish? I can assure you it's not God that would say, just scale it back a little bit. I assure you that's not coming from God. God would be saying, enlarge your territory. Do more locally than you've ever done. Do more abroad than you've ever done. Friends, if my memory serves me correct, a groundbreaking took place recently for 3,000 homes within two miles of this building. That's territory. Hundreds or at least a few thousand homes have been added in the last year within a mile or two of this building. That's territory. Now, is our idea that God ought to send missionaries in from afar to teach our neighbors? Or do we take serious the fact that God has already given us territory to claim if we'll just claim it? But you know, when we start talking numbers like that, we start seeing obstacles. Who can put their hands around those kind of figures? Who puts those obstacles there? Let's read a story where people saw physical obstacles. You see, they were ready to divide Canaan's land and give tribes their allotment of land. And we're reading in Joshua, the 17th chapter, beginning at verse 14. Then the children of Joseph spoke to Joshua, saying, Why have you given us only one lot and one share to inherit, since we are a great people inasmuch as the Lord has blessed us until now? Joshua, the 17th chapter, verse 15. So Joshua answered them, If you are a great people, then go up to the forest country and clear a place for yourselves there in the land of the parasites, and the giants, since the mountains of Ephraim are too confined for you. But the children of Joshua said, 
The mountain country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both those who are Bethshane and its town, those who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spoke to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim, Ephraim, to Manasseh, saying, You're right. You can't have the territory. Is that what he said? He spoke to them, saying, You're a great people and have great power. You shall not have only one lot, but the mountain country shall be yours, although it is wooded, you shall cut it down, and its furthest extent shall be yours, for you shall drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots and are strong. They needed more territory. Literally, more territory. There are more of them than one mountain could hold. They look over a valley and they see Canaanites with the highest technology of their day of armor, iron chariots, many of them. They look up in the wooded lands, and after all, even if they took that mountain, it had to be cleared. But living up in that mountain were giants. What are they going to do? And Joshua was the man that before he became their leader, if you remember in the first chapter, three or four times God told him the same line over and over. Be strong and of good courage. And that's how he led the people. He wouldn't allow them to concentrate on the obstacles. He allowed them to concentrate upon what God would give them. In other words, he was urging them to claim the territory and realize that God would help them overcome the obstacles. God would help them through those chariots of iron. God would help them overcome giants. God would lead them on. I don't know how in this world we will step up to the challenge that God has placed before us in this community. I don't know of a church that has greater challenges than what this church has in the territory that God has placed around us. But I believe in God. I believe God can conquer irons of chariot, chariots of iron today. I believe He can pull mountains, giants off mountains today. I believe if our prayer and if our heart, if our life, and our service is what it ought to be, we'll see God do things in this community that will make an eternal difference in hundreds and thousands of lives. We definitely need God's blessings. God bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. But did you notice the third part of his prayer was that your hand would be with me? You see, Joshua was praying for something that was much greater than what he could do alone. Do you remember being a child? Maybe four years old. 
Do you remember holding on to your parents' hands? And maybe you would leap off of a little wall as they would slow your landing that you You had your father's hand. Do you remember when you were afraid to do something, maybe the first time you rode a roller coaster, and you turned to your mother or father and said, will you ride with me? You remember when the storms were bad at night. And it's not that you thought that your parents could make the storm go away, but you just wanted them to stay close. It'd be all right if they were holding your hand. Friends, Jabez's prayer contains an element that says, God, I want to be a part of things so large that it's larger than me. Can't do this one on my own. But I want to be partners with you, God. I want to hold your hand. And God, if you're leading me along, I'm walking with you, great things can happen. Great things for the glory of God. We're not talking about for personal glory. We're talking about for the glory of God. Great things can happen. What a challenge that is. I love the story in Exodus And you remember, right after this story,
You remember a few weeks ago we studied the model prayer that Jesus prayed. There were a few points in that prayer. You know what the longest point, if we were to count the words, the longest point was this same point where He prayed to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. How important was that to Jesus? Jesus says, I want to teach you, my disciples, how to pray. And the part that He expounded upon more than part of the prayer was he said, I want you to learn to pray that God will protect you from evil. Friends, we have a huge responsibility to combat Satan in our life. He never expects us to go to that battle alone. You would not send your child in front of an enemy that your child did not have any hope whatsoever alone. And God would not do that either. Jesus says, you pray that God will help deliver you from that. Do you remember when God was about to destroy the earth back in Genesis, the sixth chapter? Listen to the pain and the grief that sin caused in Genesis, the sixth chapter. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. He was grieved in his heart. What does sin do? Sin always has caused pain. It causes pain in, the, in, in our relationship to God. Sin grieves God. When Joshua refused to commit, when, when uh, Joseph refused to commit for an you remember he would not do that sin against God. He knew that sin broke the heart of God. When you and I sin, we cause pain in our own lives, pain in the lives of other people there. It's just it does. It always hurts someone. It's selfishness. It's just... It always hurts other people. Jabez said, I was named pain. And God, I don't want to cause anyone pain. One of the greatest prayers that we could pray. Keep me from evil, depending upon God. The close of this prayer is beautiful. So God granted him what he requested. It... By saying... God granted him this. Tonight, I don't know where this prayer will lead you individually. But I believe with all of my heart that it will change your life. I don't know where else it will lead us as a congregation. But I believe with all of my heart, God will take us on a journey
that we'll be glad and excited to be a part of. Let's bow. Our most gracious God, please bless each one of us indeed. Bless us as a congregation. Lord, please enlarge our territories. Each of us have area to grow in our lives. We pray that we will use our influence of, of Christianity to touch more lives in the future than even we have the opportunity to touch today. Lord, please enlarge our territory as a congregation. But Lord, we can't do it alone. And we ask your hand to be upon us. Lord, we recognize the pain and the destruction that sin causes. And we ask you, please, keep us from evil. Help us as a congregation to be a shining light in this community of righteousness. Help us to keep the destructive face of sin away. Lord, we pray that you'll grant us this prayer. It's through your Son's name we pray. And amen. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, what a wonderful way to enlarge your territory. If you've never been baptized into Christ for the remission of sins, but you're willing to repent of sins as a believer, won't you come forward to be baptized into Christ? Maybe you have become a Christian, but somewhere along the way you've lost track of a righteous territory and you moved over into an area that has hurt God, has hurt yourself, and has hurt others. Stop the pain. Stop the bleeding. Tonight's the night to give a gift of healing to yourself and to others. If you need to repent and confess sin, we can pray with you and for you. If we can help you in any way, come as we stand, as we sing.